amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You're live in the hive with the Killer Bees. Coming to you from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located at Kobo's Barbecue in East Downtown. It's Joel and Jeremy. Blank Branham, Kobos in Edo, 713-780-ESPN, 2239. Take another shot at Cliff Kingsbury uh, if Slowick leaves. Well, what about it promoting the quarterback coach we have? I don't know if the Cliff Kingsbury like interview, whenever they interviewed him for the OC, was real. I, I, I have a hard time imagining that it was real because there's two very different systems. Like Kingsbury comes from the air raid, kind of mm-hmm. almost almost run and shoot. We're going to spread it out. We're going to throw it forty times a game. Whereas the Slowick system is more. We're gonna we're gonna throw West Coast stuff, short stuff. Uh, we're gonna want to build off play action. We're gonna run want to run the football. So I feel like Kingsbury and Slowick are a lot opposite on what they're trying to do as OCs. And I really don't think the Cliff Kingsbury thing was ever real. I think it helped both people. I think it made the offensive coordinator hunt look better because, oh, Cliff Kingsbury's in the mix. So it gives Slowick like a better elevation whenever you hire him. They pick Slowick over Kingsbury, my goodness. And then also from a Kingsbury standpoint, like he has to actively seek work to get this big contract that he's owned from Arizona. So I don't think Kingsbury is a realistic option if Slowick leaves. I don't think now he was. He is. I think when he was mentioned, it was also the added thing, too, of D'Amico's first time as a head coach, and you're adding at least a guy that's been a head coach in the league that he can help kind of guide D'Amico through the first year when it was an attractive name for a lot of reasons that you all the other ones that you mentioned. But I think that right now, I think the smartest move you can make is to stay within the Shanahan system to stay with guys that have been cutting their teeth on the Shanahan system so that you can make it as conducive and easy of a transition as possible for your star quarterback as opposed to making him learn French after he just learned Spanish. I mean, there's a big difference between just changing coordinators and changing systems as well. He says, what about promoting the quarterback coach we have? I think that would be the betting favorite. Uh, just promote from within. I think that would be the betting favorite. He's never called plays. He hasn't been with Slowick a ton. This will be the only year he was with Slowick. So there would be some concerns there. D'Amico just has to make the call. He loves the guy. He's on his staff. But is he ready? Is he, has he absorbed enough in one year that this quickly because he's a defensive-minded coach? A lot of times you're willing to do that if you're an offensive-minded coach and you can oversee the process and jump in if you have to. I think with D'Amico, it would just be, did he learn enough for Bobby that you feel comfortable in one year's time turning everything over to him? Slowick's got his work cut out for him on Sunday. Uh, C.J. Stroud on the injury report is listed as doubtful. D.J. said he's out whenever he joined us a little bit earlier. Uh, D'Amico said that both quarterbacks, Davis Mills and Case Keenum, were alternating snaps with the first team, so maybe there is a wild card that Case Keenum could potentially start on Sunday. I think everything's pointing to Davis Mills right now, though. Uh, Bobby Slowick was asked at his press conference yesterday, if it is indeed Davis Mills, how differently would he call the game because it's Mills and not CJ? Yeah, 1,000%. You know, like, uh, you always want to call a game to your player strengths, and I mean, it starts with the quarterback. You know what do guys do well? I think CJ. I think we all can agree CJ throws the ball probably better than most 
people and humans we've ever seen. You know, like he, he threads needles all the time. You know, that's a special trait he has. Um, you know, Davis has some other traits. You know, I already mentioned some stuff he does on the move that I think is he, he's, it's really impressive. Case can own. He's been around a long time. He can own operation. He can own, own play calls. So, like, you always are going to make adjustments to whoever's out there. It's the same at, at any other really skilled position up front. You know, we had different game plans when we had some different tackles in. Um, we're always going to make sure that we're putting guys in positions to, to let them succeed. I'm surprised you said Davis Mills on the move. <laughs> I think Mills is like an okay athlete. I would never say that you know Davis Mills on the move is a strength of his. But it's interesting what he had to say. He said, look, yeah, we would have to call the game differently. You're playing to the strengths of the quarterback that you have. How would you handle it? You're Slowick. You make the move to Davis. Maybe it is Case Keenum. Uh, what is your aggression if you have to go with one of the backups? Yeah, I, I'm, if I'm handling it and Davis Mills is starting this football game, I'm handling it with kid gloves and, and basically trying to – vanilla as much as possible i know that you know he sees more than anybody in terms of what potential strengths that he has that he can use but i'm not going to ask him to do too much i'm not going to ask him to do the kind of things that cj does i'm going to hopefully try to establish the run game early so i can make it even easier for davis mills because until the defense makes adjustments if you're having success running the ball now he has to do less and less for you to get more and more yards and, and sustained drives and and hopefully soak up time while getting points on the board but I think that overall you're, you're just not going to take too many chances with Davis Mills you're going to hope that of the two quarterbacks that him having played uh, you know started as the majority of a full season in the league that he's gained enough experience that he's not going to make rookie mistakes like the kid on the other side and we've seen Levis already kind of stick his nose in and play a little bit over the top-ish to where he'll take chances and maybe you can capitalize on those. So I'm going to make, be as conservative as possible with Davis Mills. I'm going to, I'm going to really emphasize the running game until they prove they, they're stopping it. And I'm going to try and make sure he doesn't try to get too cute or try to make too many big plays by himself. Where are you at on this, Joe? I think that the easy answer is to talk about what he has to do for Davis Mills. And I know that's the context of the question. But I think if you're calling plays for Davis Mills' success this weekend, you have to identify the strengths of the weapons you have. What does Noah Brown do well? What does Xavier Hutchinson do well? And then find a way to get those guys open because they can't do everything that Davis Mills is going to want them to do because, frankly, they can't get open. So you have to identify what they do well and then work an offense around that. I don't think Davis Mills is even the priority in terms of figuring out what works in the offense. You've got to find a way to get these guys open. Yeah, Mill, I mean, Mills can throw the football around a little bit. We saw it the last couple of years. I don't think that it's he's the best in the league at it, obviously. Probably not even top 30 in the league at it. But – you know, it's, it's obvious, okay, need to win the running game. But Tennessee knows that. Like, Tennessee knows that, that they need to stop Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary, even though they haven't been that good this year. They know that the Texans will be starting a backup. So I kind of lean towards DJ's uh, idea, what he was saying earlier, that, you know, I don't think you throw it 30 times a game, but maybe you show it early and you try to see if you have some success early because if you have some success early doing that, now the defense has to be on the hills a little bit. Now the running like lanes open up a little bit more. So I don't – you have to be a little more conservative, obviously, when you're going with, with Davis or Case instead of C.J. Stroud. I don't think you can be uber conservative, though, because you're kind of playing into the hands of what the defensive game plan would be for Tennessee. Well, I'm not saying that you're trying to win the running game. You're trying to establish your running game and see what you could do. But at the same time, to Joe's point, I think Dalton Schultz is a big weapon because you're looking at your receiving the receivers that are going to be available, and you're hoping that those guys can create space and do some things to be kind of at the level of Tank and Nico. 
you know Dalton Schultz could be a damn good receiving tight end. So you're looking for him to take advantage of a matchup and early on see if he can't be a guy that you can rely on because it's an easier throw for the quarterback. It, it, you know, you should be able to find a way that he can get open a little bit more. And so I would look to him if I'm going to look to, to what Joe is saying. Three, su- three uh, zero six two. I think it's try to get the ball out of his hands with a few reads as possible, as quickly as possible. That's a good call, too. Uh, the Texans' offensive line's not been good these last four weeks. They've given up 16 sacks and they've gotten their quarterback concussed maybe more than once. Um, and they're also going to be down another right tackle. Noah, uh, Noah Fant, is, George Fant, is not going to play for the Houston Texans this week. So Charlie Heck's going to get his first start. So I think it's a good call, too. And I don't want to use the word dumb it down for Davis Mills because I don't think he's an idiot. Smart guy at Stanford. I mean, he's Stanford, so he has to be smart. Everybody who's ever stepped on the campus there in Palo Alto knows that they're very, very smart. But he, he hasn't played a whole lot of football this year. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is going to be trying to get after him. So I like that idea, too. Get the ball out quick, whether it's halfback screens. Maybe, like Joe was saying, you know the strengths of some of your receivers. Maybe you, maybe you feel good about Mechie and, like, a, a tunnel screen, things like that. And I think the earlier you do it, the better, because it shows a little bit of versatility and makes it difficult, more difficult uh, for Tennessee to kind of game plan against. Well, that, that, that's fair. I mean, you don't have to like any of my ideas. That's fine. Uh, I just think that I think from the standpoint of – I, I was I was going to use it at one point too, but I don't think it's dumbing it down. But I th- and it's not necessarily as vanilla, but it is kind of a microcosm of what was what was said there in terms of what the the, the, the listeners suggested too. Make it as easy as possible for him to not be a guy that factors into the game by by being able to lose it for you, and allow the guys that you do have available to try and win it for you, or at least get enough points on the board to have a chance to win it for you, and then hopefully the guy on the other side. Like I said, that's a rookie that has a better chance, I think, of coughing it up and maybe might not be as smart of a quarterback yet in this league, might be able to do some things that help you out. King of Twitch says in all capital letters, they're not the Oilers. Eh, don't go to the website there, Tennessee Titans. The, the little letterhead says Texans Oilers. I'm just saying. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. Tyler Glass now is traded from Tampa to the Dodgers, and Glasnow has been given a five-year, $135 million contract. Glasnow's numbers are not as good as Frommer Valdez's numbers. Last year, over the course of their career, health factor, all of that. Five years, $135 million. Rip up the final two years of Frommer Valdez's arbitration years. Would you sign him to that deal? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees broadcasting live from Kobo's and Edo on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend Doc Linville. Doc Linville, best in the business at the Neograph procedure. But look, it's the holiday season. I also need to remind you, in case you didn't know, Doc Linville also does a lot of great work that can help your significant other. It could be uh, a Botox. It could be any kind of plastic surgery and enhancements. It could be a spa treatment. But he takes care of everybody that walks through his doors. But the one thing I think he is the best in the absolute business at, as good as he is at everything else, is the Neograph procedure. If you don't know what it is, I'm here to tell you, it is getting your own hair back. If you have pattern baldness, you're thinning, you don't have any hair on top, maybe it's in front where your forehead's become an eight head, or maybe it's up on top and back where you got that baboon's butt showing and there's no way to cover it up. Well, now there is, because it's not the sprays and the foams and the creams that mask the problem. It's actually fixing the problem, because it's your own hair. Genetically, you're never going to lose the hair on the sides and the back of your head. So Doc takes some of it, and he repurposes it where you need it most, and in no time at all, you are seeing hair growth, you are seeing more coverage area, and you are feeling better about yourself. 
Don't take my word for it. Take theirs for it. Go talk to them. It's a free consultation if you go to 975hair.com. Normally it costs 150 bucks. You're a listener to ESPN 97.5. You get the consultation for free. Go in and ask questions. Get answers and find out if it's right for you like it was right for me. The bottom line that won me over, 95 to 99% of those follicles that are moved are going to stay and grow and be with you for the long haul. And that's why I chose to do the procedure. You can do the same thing. It doesn't cost you a thing, no money out of pocket, no signing on the dotted line. You're not on the hook. Just go to 975hair.com, set up a consultation, and find out if it might be right for you, too. They're the best in the business. Go see my friend Doc Linville today. The bees are on the road, and today they're live from Kobo's Barbecue in East Downtown. Come see them in their natural state of eating and talking sports. From the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. I do one of those things well. He's Blank on Branham. How many of those things do you do well, Blanker? I don't listen to Spencer. I try not to. So I, I, good. I, I think I'm better off for making that decision. I'd ask Joe, but he can't count that high. 713-780-ASPN. You can't double things, or you double things too often. Uh, someone take Honey Glaze Branham. It's not someone. It's Honey Glaze Branham. Are, are, y- are y'all trying to say Mechie more catchy? I would love to see Mechie have a solid game. I would love to see John Mechie play well. He just really hasn't done anything for me to believe he's capable of doing it yet. I think it will come. I think I'm not, I'm not selling John Mechie. I think that he's eventually going to be fine. I don't think it's this year. Cute little, cute little attempt at the Ram game. It's been done before. I just want to let you know that. Um, from the standpoint, I agree with you in the fact that what I saw last week was they tried to make Mechie the next tank to just be able to step in and do what Tank does. He can't do that. But what we've seen with his route running and some of the things since he's been back is, thank goodness he's healthy as a human being. But as a football player, he's not the same John Mechie that I saw at Alabama. He's not the same John Mechie that a lot of people thought when they drafted him was going to be a huge part of this offense. And understandably, he, he's been through some things. But right now at this point in the season, I'm looking at the John Mechie that I have, and the John Mechie that I have doesn't seem to have breakaway separation speed, doesn't seem to be running routes with precision to where he can take a little load off the quarterback. So I don't know how much I can rely on John Mechie. Yeah, to me it's more about the future. This year, like he's going to have to play. He's going to have to play because you're you're injured. Sure. He's going to play. But in terms of him being closer to Alabama, John Mechie, I don't think it's fair for him to do that until next year. I don't think it's fair to ask him to do that. I think that's right. Uh, until next year. 713-780-3776. So the Dodgers traded for Tyler made of glass now. Um, they gave him two prospects. Gave him a, but now it was, this was a weird trade because it was contingent on them signing Glassnow to an extension, which is pretty cool. I bet you we're going to see more of that. Andrew Bill O'Brien wishes he knew that. <laughs> yeah, he wishes he, he could do that. So anyways, Glassnow signed a five-year, $135 million contract. The fifth year is kind of funny because, like, the team has an option. If the team doesn't want to use the option, then it becomes a player option at less money. But five years, $135 million, it's $27 million a year. They buy out. It starts now. So they buy out the final year that Tyler Glass now had of club control. If I told you that you could do that right now for Framber Valdez, now you would be buying out his final two years of arbitration. His arbitration estimate this year is like just under $13 million. Some of those, sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not. So you would be bumping that up $14 million, which you're already in the competitive balance tax, so does Jim Crane want to do that. But I'm giving you the option right now. You can sign Framber Valdez. You rip up the two years of club control. Five years, $135 million. It averages out to $27 million per year. Are you signing that deal? 
Wow, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question. Thank you. Because when we talked about this previously, you just wonder, you know, how much does he have left? How long does he have left? He's a little older. But, I, you know, of the two, I'm taking Fromber. I think that Fromber's going to – I think the rest is going to do him good this offseason. I think that Fromber has the stuff to be, as we've seen, a, a Cy Young candidate that could be the, the leading candidate like he was at the midway point a year ago. I think that knowing what I know about the rest of this roster and thinking that this window is still far from closed, I because I, I heard Connor and Beard talking about would you trade Fromber right now. I would not. And, and I think that Fromber still has a lot of good years on the mound left. It's a little steep for me, but I think I could, I think I could stomach it. I think I could do it. Yeah, I mean, he turns 30 next year, so you're paying 30, 31, 32, 33, 34. So you're, you're going into the 30s, which I don't love giving long-term deals to players into their 30s, but at least these are their early 30s, right? Like this isn't paying them until he's 37 years old. So the contract would be up by the time he's 34. And now, five's not 10, right? If, yeah, as long as you're going to go as George's five. Math, it's really good yeah, there. But I'm just saying, isn't you're going to go as long as five, I get it. Those 10-year deals are what kill you. Yeah, so that, that part of it, too, makes it interesting. Plus, $27 million a year for a pitcher of Fromber's capability is actually pretty light. Like, he's probably a $30, $35 million guy whenever he's at his best. Now, how he finished last year in 2023 gives you a little bit of concern when it comes to, to Fromber Valdez. I would also say I don't think there's any chance Jim Crane will do this because Fromber Valdez's AAV goes from $13 million to $27 million. You're more than doubling it. The Astros are already projected to be in the competitive balance tax, and now you're going to double Fromber Valdez's contract on top of that? I think that it's, I think it's out of the question. Now, maybe the better question is would you do this next year because now you have some contracts coming off the books things like that Fromber's a better pitcher than glass now he's finished in the top of a top 11 in Cy Young voting three times glass now's never done it uh Fromber's career ERA is almost a half run better than glass now's career ERA Fromber even with a bad last year had a better ERA than Tyler glass now did Fromber Valdez the last two years has flirted with 200 innings went over it two years ago and Tyler glass now's career high in innings pitch I think is 120 which he set last year so Fromber's clearly better than Tyler Glass. Has ever had any major surgery? I don't think so. I think no, that's I another think big key. Is that Glasnow's had issues with his arm, whereas yeah. Fromber hasn't. And if you're going to commit money in years like that, you, you would love to have a guy that hasn't, doesn't have any history of medical issues. I'm on the fence about this one. I'm on the fence. 27 is a light AAV for a pitcher of Fromber's talents. It's light for the pitcher of his reputation and the numbers that he produces. Five years of Fromber Valdez, though, becomes a little bit scary with the second half of the season he just had. I'm a big believer in not playing, uh, paying players whenever they're in their 30s, even though these are the early 30s. I think I'm getting a good AAV. I don't like the length of the deal. I, I probably pass on this. Really? Yeah, I probably I pass on this. you were coming this. out of the gate saying you liked it. I, I just... What, what, what did you... What no, did I, you thought you were, I thought that you were in favor I of I think it. he's better than Glass now. I do, too. I don't think this is a good contract for Glass now. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, this is a great move for the Dodgers. When have the Rays lost a trade? Secondly, is Tyler Glass now, whose career high is in innings pitch? They got two top 100 prospects, make $27 right? million dollars a year. I think one of them was. I don't know if the second one was. Okay, I think they both were, but regardless, they got two pretty highly regarded prospects. And this Rays is, don't lose this, trades, That's man. how the Rays do business. I, I just look at it and go, he's, he's not as young as you would like. So five is, five is a tough deal to swallow. And, you know, just ripping it up and starting from scratch. I understand you have reservations about what happened last year, but he has put a lot of innings over this this run in Astros baseball on his arm. And I think that had to do with it 
as much as just about anything. I'm not as concerned. I believe that with rest, he's going to come back rejuvenated. Obviously, he knows he's got a contract to play for as well, which is going to motivate him. And I'm not as worried about him being the old Fromber when we start the regular season. Yeah, I I wish I was that optimistic about it. I think it could go one way. Like, Fromber, we gave him the song, what was it, Love Roller Coaster? Like, up until two years ago, he was up and down. You never know which Fromber you were going to get. I think he got a little bit unmotivated yet last year after the whole All-Star game thing, not getting the start, didn't even go to Seattle. So you don't know, like, what Fromber is going to do mentally. So that, that also makes it a little bit dicey on that front as well. Like, the, the AAV makes sense. Like, I think Fromber can make way – if Fromber was on the open market, he would get a bigger deal than this, this contract for Tyler right? now. I think so. I think so, too. I think he would get – I think he'd get 100 – I think he'd get 150 for a five minimum. I mean, he's been, yeah. he was, he's been one of the top – yeah, I think he's making over 30 a year for years. sure. I, I mean, think he gets five years on the open market. Glass now just got five years. And Glass now has been a model of, of uh, negative in, health. Yeah, inconsistency from that perspective. Yeah, I think he's getting 30 or more. So I I, I think that you're, you're actually getting a deal, but because of all the other deals that you still have to make and because of who your owner is, I think it's... I, th- I think it's not something that yeah. Jim Crane is excited about. I don't think he does it. Uh, and somebody asked, what a, can, can you defer those payments? That's going to be the popular question now after the Shohei Otani thing. I was reading in The Athletic about these deferred payments. Apparently, ownership has to start making payments on that into escrow. Like, you can use that money however you want. You can put it in, like, a 401K. You can put it in an index fund. You can put it in a hedge fund. But according to Ken Rosenthal, who was writing this, I think it was Ken Rosenthal on The Athletic, he said that these, these teams that defer these contracts, you have to start putting that money into an escrow or a fund right away, and you only get it discounted at 5%. So, like, how advent, it's obviously advantageous than paying it all up front because now you're using that money, you're growing an interest, like, you're getting return on investment, you're getting the interest, you're, you're making more money in the long run than losing money. But that deferred payment stuff, you still have to pay right away. If you're thinking about doing a Shohei Otani deal, is Tucker the only guy that no. it makes sense? No. I don't think that – one, I don't think Crane would do it for anybody. The only guy that makes sense for me is Jose Altuve. He'd be the only guy that makes sense for me. And I don't think that Crane – I mean, Crane would, would like this because it's a f- smart financial move. You know, you don't want to pay whatever Jose Altuve's contract. Let's just say $200 million total for a nice round number. Crane would rather pay $200 million over 20 years than $200 million over five years because he understands the present sure. value of the dollar. Uh, I just – I don't think that many players are going to do this. I think Shohei's unique See, in the sense that he's making $50 million a year key. in advertising. And I think that the only player that Crane would ever think about doing this with is Jose Altuve. Yeah, that's the key to me. The key to me is are you going to get a guy that, that has enough to live on regardless because of the fact that they've got a, a boatload of money in endorsements. And, and I don't think Kyle Tucker's that guy, and obviously Altuve has had some, but you know I, I think that that's a key as well, that you need to find a player that's open to it because they've got another revenue stream coming in that makes this easy. King of Twitch says 100% you signed Fromber to that deal. You can't teach Fromber's spin. You also can't teach that head. 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. What's the best potential opening in the NFL? The Chargers amongst that uh, conversation. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees broadcasted live from Kobo's on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. It's the Killer Bees, coming to you from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located at Kobo's Barbecue in East Downtown. Here's the Bees Knees themselves, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. 
Raul wants us to give us a, a shout-out to Ron Norman. Rob Norman. Not the anchor man. He's robbing me of my entertainment because he's wearing a San Antonio Spurs yeah. shirt. And hat. Unbelievable. How do you how do you associate yourself with this guy, Raul? <laughs> We're broadcasting live, Kobos and Ito. He's blank on Branham. Uh, Raul just hooked us up with some food. This place is awesome. He's awesome. The food is phenomenal. Best sports bar in the city of Houston. And on top of that, it's the food and the, the, the character that make the place. Mm-hmm. This place has got everything, but the food is off the charts. You and I just got some other great foods uh, that he has serves here to yep. sample. And, oh, by the way, if you're a fan of the Texans, if you're a fan of, of Derek Stingley Jr., autographed, authentic Texans game ball. Signed by Derek Stingley Jr. They're raffling it off seven o'clock tonight. In order to win it, you got to come in here. You got to buy some buckets from Silver Eagle, some Silver Eagle distributor products. For every bucket that you buy, you get a raffle ticket. Get a chance to win seven o'clock. Yeah, this barbacoa is amazing. Really good. You got the quesadillas. As quesadillas are all world. Your quesadillas. Uh, you were, you offended Raul? No, I know. didn't. You offended him by saying I'd put ketchup on him. I asked him if he had any ketchup. Right, which insinuated. Then he looked at me like he was going to take mine away, which you enjoyed. <laughs> I did enjoy it. You're right. I know. I enjoyed it a great deal. This guy asked, uh, what the heck is a tunnel screen? Well, I'll just Google it for you, 8815. If you can text the show, I'm not sure why you can't Google. Uh, the tunnel screen can be one of the most explosive plays in all of football, but only when ran correctly. The screen itself allows for the offense to get the ball in the hands of a playmaker out in space while getting offensive linemen out of the perimeter to block. So, you ever consider you. doing voiceover work? Uh, yeah. yeah. Or like I get rejected no- all the time. Novels on audio, audio novels? Uh, yeah. You know any agents that would? Uh... I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat straw, oh, send them my way. All right, with send a bottle of ketchup, I sure will. That's fine. I'll yeah. just throw the ketchup away and then get to the agent's information. Yeah. It wouldn't bother me at all. Wheat straw, you can't also teach those temper tantrums, uh, temper tantrums he gets from her uh, when things don't go his way. Um, yeah. 713-780-3776. What are the best openings in the NFL, potentially? This guy just texted in. Brent said, best opening in all the NFL, Texan strength and conditioning coach. That's interesting. Why would that be the best yeah, opening why? in the NFL? You're gonna, I'm going to need more than that, Brent. Yeah, me too. Tell, sell me why the Texan strength and conditioning coach is the best opening in the entire NFL. Wasn't that when... D'Amico and everybody was in Frisco. Didn't he bring him with? Wasn't that the dude that had the big oversized boombox no. when they came out of the tunnel? I think that was like his uh, his ops guy. I don't think it was a strength and conditioning oh, really? coach. I think it was the, the ops guy, which he never – He like they hired him and then they got rid of him like a month I, later. I, I thought that he initially had brought him with he, him he did. to Houston. Yeah, he brought boombox guy with him, which I think was an ops guy. And then they, they sent him packing before like a, like, really? a, like a month later. Yeah, huh. it's weird. I don't really know the story behind it. Um, what are the best – I was talking head coach openings, not strength and conditioning openings. What do you think are potentially the best openings that could come available? Here's just ESPN's list, and we can kind of go off of this. Chargers opening, of course, coming open yesterday. They mentioned the Bears as the top opening. Joe, being our Chicago guy, are the Bears going to have an opening at head coach? I think they still will because I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go on some miraculous run here, even though they're playing better. So, yeah, I think they will have an opening. I think uh, Kevin Warren, the new president, is going to want to make his impact on the team. And, uh, yeah, I think Matt Eberflus will be fired. Okay. So, Matt, that, that opens up the Bears. So, yeah. let's, let's have the Bears here. Somebody texted in just now said the Bears are the top opening. The Chargers, which officially I, came open yesterday after that I think that there's a debacle. boatload of talent on the Chargers. 
they also there is, and you have a quarterback that you think's plug and play. Now their con- their uh, salary situation's not great. Like they owe a lot of money to a few specific players, so maybe that that's in play. This mentions Atlanta. There's been reports that that uh, they're going to keep Arthur Smith, so maybe we can dismiss that. This mentions the Jets. Do you think that Salah could get got? I don't think so at all. I don't either. I, he didn't sign up for this because he didn't know that they were going to go out and get Aaron Rodgers and that Aaron Rodgers was going to get on the per- hurt on the first play of the game. But the fact of the matter is, is that Salah has tried to make the best of a situation with a, a just a complete mishmash at quarterback, and they've stayed relevant to some degree. The defense, which he's a defensive-minded head coach, has been still playing very, very well. And I think that, if anything, it bought him an extra year or two because of the injury to Rodgers. Yeah, I, I think he's safe. I, I, I don't think that he gets got. Uh, I think that they're going to wait another year. Uh, Patriots, Belichick, see ya. Uh, yeah, Belichick's gone, but I don't like the roster and the situation sure. in New England. Plus, it's always tough to replace a legend. Yeah, big shoes the Bill Belichick wears. Tampa Bay open, yes or no? Mm, no. I don't think so either. Washington, Ron Rivera? No. I think that's open. I think they've already oh, it's, made that oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Is it open? I'm trying to decide. Yes. I'm, I'm getting the pool here first. The, oh, okay. the pool Is it open? Teams. For sure. Yeah. Saints, Dennis Allen? I'm going to say yes. I think so, too. I'm not a big Dennis Allen guy. Vegas, or do you think Pierce just takes the job? I think Vegas is open because even if Pierce eventually gets it, it's going to be an open market so that Davis can see who all the sexy names are and who he could possibly have. I'm going to I'm going to say that Pierce gets that job. So I'll take them off of my pool. You can keep them in your pool. And then Carolina, which is open. So of those teams, which of these do you think is the best opening in the NFL? I, to me, I think it's the Chargers. I think... Yeah, depending on salary cap, I think it's the ideal situation for any coach to come in and almost win right away because you've got a franchise quarterback. You've got tons of talent at the skill positions. You've got dynamic and very, very impactful guys on defense, whether Mack has a ton left in the tank or not, but you've got a Bosa, you've got a James, you've got guys that can play. I think that roster is ready to win and make the playoffs as early as next season, and so I think that is the most attractive job. And you're in L.A. Isaiah Carey just walked in. He's probably going to try to find some dirty baggage on one of us. Brian, do you have any skeletons in your closet? He might try to dig them up. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I have any. All no, the, I think I'm good. All the dignitaries are out at Kobo's today. Uh, the Chargers, to me, is up there. The issue I have is that salary cap the situation they're in. They, they owe a lot of money to just a few specific players. I don't think that they're in great position to really improve the roster. I think it's a little bit more of a rebuild than we think. Remember I don't think the it's Saints a couple years I don't ago? think it's turned, yeah, kind of like that. They were deep into it, but yep. they found a way to get out of it. Yeah, true, but they also don't have a good football team since then. Like, they're very mediocre, yeah, you know? I, like, it's four players. They owe four players $142 million. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen. And Mike Williams are combined owed $142 million. That's 60% of their cap space next season. They owe $20 million to J.C. Jackson, who's not on the team anymore. Oof. Like, and I, got, that, I don't like that. That's I, don't, I gotta believe that. I got to believe that Mac is the odd man out there right off the top, right? Sure. But what kind of cap hit does that yeah, take? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, that's the reason that the Chargers probably aren't first for me. I'm actually going to go Chicago. And I'm going I'm to go Chicago because you have a ton of options. You can draft a quarterback if you want. You're going to have Carolina's pick. Maybe you love Josh, Justin Fields, and you think you can go in there and make Justin Fields a winning quarterback, and you go Marvin Harrison route. Uh, I think Chicago is the best opening from an asset point of view, from a salary cap point of view, from like being in a big city point of view if you care about that. So I'm going to go Chicago as the top potential opening in the NFL. Joe? Yeah, I'm glad you said it, and I have to say it first because I think that's the easy answer. I don't think it's even close. I mean, look at the talent. Like, they have talent on offense and on defense. They have a good Why offensive line. 
because like they they're young. They you have the flexibility to take Caleb Williams or Drake May at number one. Like Ooh, you, you can do. But you anything don't know if any want. of those guys are going to be Justin Herbert. Yeah, but I also I'm not bagged into sixty percent of my cap and four players. And also and the thing about those players too, they're old. Like how long does Keenan Allen have left of being this guy? Even Khalil Herbert Mack, and Bosa like, aren't old. So two guys, yeah. But James like, isn't old. But when it, but James and Bosa are never on the field. I think James is a little overrated. Williams isn't old, but he's never on the field, and he's super expensive. Like he's not paying he up to expensive. his contract. And they, the, their first rounder hasn't been good either. Quentin Johnston, like that, that seems hands, like a yeah. miss. Like, I, that's why I think for them they make the most sense for Belichick because their roster is not built to win right now. Five six years, like their their window, their Super Bowl window is now. And if Bill Belichick wants to enhance his legacy, have the most wins in NFL history, that's the job for Belichick. So short-term, maybe it's the Chargers. Long-term, I think it's the Bears. See, I think Chargers go for an offensive guy. Like, uh, to me, you got to get an offensive guy to I pair agree. with Justin Herbert. I don't think it – like, I know the rumors are there with Belichick in L.A. I don't think that Belichick's a good fit with the Chargers. I think Harbaugh's a better fit than Belichick. I think Ben Johnson's the best fit. Maybe, but I think that you take Harbaugh, who did it in the, with San Francisco, and he can he, he he turned Kaepernick and that offense into Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl team, and he's got experience in the league, and he's an ex quarterback with off with an offensive mind that at least is going to find the right people for the job that I think is way better than Belichick because the last thing you want is another defensive guy trying to coach Her- coach Herbert and yeah. put him in the situations that the last coach did. I don't think NFL teams want Harbaugh. I think they're weirded out by Harbaugh. I don't think Harbaugh has really had interest in the NFL. I think all these reports that, oh, this team likes Harbaugh, I think they've all been fabricated by Harbaugh. It'll be interesting to see. It it seems like publicly they haven't had a real problem with anything that he's done, and they still firmly believe that, you know, he's their guy, and so that's good for him. Michigan. if he knows – But an NFL – From from a Michigan perspective. An NFL owner hasn't. Right, but I think that – there are owners that remember what he did in the NFL, and they still believe that he he could be a successful NFL head coach. And when he got the kind of – and he also knows what other skeletons might be in the closet, but if he knows that this opportunity and the money that they throw at him in L.A., and that's a big thing. Because whoever they get, they got to realize they're dealing with a really cheap owner that doesn't like to spend money on anybody. So it's one thing to say, I'm going to L.A. It's another thing to say, but I'm being paid by one of the cheapest owners in sports. See, I don't think Belichick's going to want tons of money. Like, I don't. He wants I, total control. I'm not even sure he wants total control. I think he wants to be the number one winningest coach in NFL history, and I think that he's willing to make a lot of concessions in order to get that. Because which, which NFL organization is going to be like, yeah, Bill Belichick, I love that roster that you built in New England. You're going to be our general manager. I don't think that exists. I think that it would be very, very clear up front that if you're going to be our head coach, we're going to have a general manager and you're not going to control the roster. Like, I think, why, does he, why does he deserve that? I think until it's not him, they set they, they paved the way for it to be him by firing not only the coach but the general manager. That's normal, so though. that they can work it out with him if that's indeed the route that they want to go. That's normal, though, to fire head coach and GM at the same time. Right, but I don't think a lot of GMs are going to want Bill Belichick to be their head coach because they're going to lose being the most powerful voice in the room. I don't. I think that's why Bill Belichick's like the desire to have Bill Belichick isn't all that high. Like, everybody thinks that Bill Belichick can go wherever he wants and be like, yeah, I want to be your head coach, and everybody's going to bow down to Bill Belichick and say, sure. Why would you do that with the way the last few years have went with New England? Like, why would, as an owner, yeah, Bill Belichick, you're going to come be the alpha in our room. What has he done to deserve that since Tom Brady? 
Nothing. Since Tom Brady's one thing, but a lot of owners that are kind of like Cal and don't pay everyday attention, but do remember the, the dynasty run of the Patriots and that he is associated with it side by side with the Brady. I think there are owners that are going to hire Bill Belichick, plus he brings a name and cachet with him. I think there might be one or two owners that are interested in Bill O'Brien, and I think that you're selling owners short by saying they don't know what's happening in New England. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that he has a record for success. Whether he's won recently or not is is a secondary discussion. When you're talking about the possibility of being the winningest coach in NFL history, having the dynasty run that he had with the Patriots, and and having most people believe he knows his football regardless, there's going to be a lot of organizations that are enamored and very interested with that. I think there might be one, maybe two. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility there isn't a single one. Like You mentioned a lot of the stuff that's happened in the past. He hired Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to be his offensive coordinator. He was a GM of a team that's been run into the ground. Like I don't, I don't really get the, I, the appeal. I understand from your point of view. I just, if I'm an owner, like, what have you done for me lately? And Bill Belichick has done. What have you done for me lately? As bad as anybody in the league. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRP listener line. Every Friday, our car wreck of the day are the mean things you've said to us. Mean texts. Mean twitches. Uh, mean phone calls. Whatever. Mean tweets. The mean text. Our car wreck of the day next. Killer Bees broadcasting live from Kobo's in Edo. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. I was there today. I love going there because the people are absolutely the best. They are friendly. They are helpful. It starts with Haven, who runs the whole show in the office for Dr. O, and she is fantastic. And they're going to take care of you every step of the way. It's the holidays. You get run down. You have so much to do and not enough time to do it. And that's why you look for a place like Apollo Men's Health. If you go to their website, ApolloMH.com, you're going to find out all the services they offer. And there are so many services that they offer that might help you on a daily basis from getting more energy on a daily basis from b12 shots to all the different ways that you can get hormone therapy administered both men and women are in there all the time for that or if you want to get on a workout program or lose weight they have a a way that you can chart your progress with body composition analysis that you do every so often or recovering quicker after a tough workout with hgh peptide therapy or the fact that new uh, fda approved semi-glutide is now available at apollo men's health that means you don't have to work out at all, touch a treadmill or a weight, and you can lose up to six pounds every week. Get the process started right now. Go to the website, ApolloMH.com, and see all the services they offer. If there's a few that could interest you, why don't you sign up for an appointment right there online? You're going to find out most major insurance is accepted, discounts for military personnel and first responders. You mentioned my name, Joel Blank. You can get your lab test for free. You can get a B12 shot for free, or you can get a body composition analysis for free on your first official visit. They care about you people. They're going to try and take care of you, but the bottom line is they're going to get you results. Check them out today and tell them I sent you by. They're the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Uh-huh. You all right? My leg's broken. The ball's coming through. Let me see. Let me see. Ah! you brick. Where's my fucking money? This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. He's blank. I'm Branham. Every Friday we end the week with our car wreck of the day. All the mean things that you've said to us. Mean texts, mean tweets, mean phone calls, mean twitchers, which everybody's mean there. Uh, Alex is always mean to Joe for whatever reason. Alex is actually upset right now. Yeah. Because he thought today was another day that Joe could get annihilated, and he's, he's like pacing right now in front of us. Who's to say he's not going to be? Oh, well. That always exists. Congratulations to Kobo's Q, by the way. Kobo's, the two-year anniversary, best sports bar in the city of Houston. 
Uh, thanks to them. Thanks to Raul for having Raul. us out. Appreciate the hospitality. Very nice of them. All right, let's get to our mean text, all the mean things you said to us throughout the week. Uh, this one is a question. Why does Blank only complain about how much he hates mean text when Branham is out? You have an answer to that Why do texter? I do what? Why do I always complain about Why does mean- Blank only complain about how much he hates mean text when Branham is out? I complain about it all the time. That's what I think. I've what told I the both of you guys that I don't like it. I've told them I'm not a fan. You've actually questioned me on it, and I've answered it. I'll tell anybody that wants to know. I didn't come up with the idea. I wasn't consulted on the idea. And I'm not a fan of it, but I roll with it as best as I can. <laughs> uh, 75 Truth called us the real dad wives of 97.5, 3 to 6. It's a nice little burn. You know, Try to get married someday. Maybe you'll have some fun. I mean, I think it's a fair I mean, we are dads. Yeah. We are real. So I think it's a fair thing to call us. Our when, wives both watch that show. Yeah. I don't think that's so bad. I think this one's in regards to Joe. This comes from King of Twitch. No, actually, it's about C.J. Stroud with his concussions, which is even worse. King of Twitch says, yeah, he can get dumber. Come on, King of Twitch. That's mean. That's uncalled for. C.J. Stroud has a concussion. It's very S2-y. How I, dare you I, say I don't something know like that? if it's mean that he said that about C.J. You thought he was talking about me. I couldn't remember, so you were the <laughs> default. It's a good call, Joe. I couldn't remember who he was talking about, so that was the default that I went with. Uh, Branham and Blank, trash your NFL predictions and trash Paul Gallant's NFL predictions as well. That was from Patrick Creighton? I don't know who that was. Oh. Our NFL predictions have been good. We have a winning record. We've made almost 100% ROI. I thought it was 100%, over 100%. They weren't as good as PC. PC's doing, having a good year. Yeah, he's rolling. He's having a real good year. But at year. the same time, I've trashed my own predictions of what I thought the Texans were going to do this year. I've owned that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I'm hoping he, Stoots, comes back in place of Branham. Jeez. That's a, that's a mean one. That one is mean. That I, one's pretty mean. For the record, I'm not hoping for that. So there. How about that? You don't think you can work with Stoots? I'll, I could. Do I want to? No. Would I rather work with you? Yes. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. You're welcome. During mean texts. Where the mean is nice and we the nice is mean. We teamed up today. We want another... Who said it? We dominate when we're together. Actually, you just dominate, period. I'm just kind of in for the ride. Let's just stick with we dominate when we're together. No, nah, I'm willing to give you credit. Let the there. bees fly. We're gonna, as the bees, we're good. Uh, Blank talks about Chuck more than oh, Lance yeah. talks about his dad being a ball coach. And that's saying something. At least I don't talk about your mom. <laughs> I don't even know his mom. I can respond to these things. I mean, his, I, mom, his mom might no longer be with well, us. Too bad. I, I definitely don't think that's accurate, I though, still- also. I, don't I like still don't talk about them. Yeah, and I see that's the thing. BMAC called me out the other day when it was off the air to someone that brought it up to me at Wildcat, and then I got drilled for it, and some listener said I mentioned it early in the show, which I did not. I think you might have. I did not. I don't hardly mention it. <laughs> it okay, not as frequently as you guys think. And I'm not and by the way, I'm not embarrassed by it. Should we start a, should we start a Chuck count? Go right ahead. Now that we have a Chuck count, though, you're going to say it fewer times. We should have done this without you knowing. We're, you know what, Blankers? We're not going to start a Chuck count. Cool. We're not going to do that. All right? As you would say, cool. We're not going to do that. Joe, what, did you, what do you mean that it's not accurate? You think Lance talks about his dad being a ball coach more often? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think Chuck at most gets mentioned once a week at, at most. Uh, Maybe twice. I agree with that. I would say it's three and a half times a week. Uh, well, you guys could go ahead and calculate that one, too. Because I think Joe's right. But, I also but my think math that is Lance, bad. Yeah. I, think, I think Lance brings it up just about any NFL interview they have on the show. <laughs> 713-780-3776. How many times does Blankers miss 
or mention Charles Barkley throughout the week. God, you love this. 713-780-3776. Imagine being a radio, imagine being a Houston sports radio host that hasn't attended a game for the hottest team in the league. This was, uh, I think, direct. This was directed at me because I said I haven't been to a Rockets game this year. He got on to me for so what? not going. You watch every game. You I watch, watch a lot game. of them twice. We all do. I don't watch the Rockets twice. Well, I'm talking about from the Texans' perspective. I watched those Houston three times. Guy. Right. I watched so the Rockets once. The fact of the matter is is that if you get better camera angles, you get to bed at a better time, and, and you're not missing anything by not being there other than the interviews that you get off the, the Internet from the people that are in the locker room after the game. Tell me what you get that benefits you more. I just want to be home with my wife and kids. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> unless you want to be unless you want to be best friends with the players and think that they're going to give you more information because of it, knock yourself out. He blankers talks in cliches, and you work next to the walking cliche. They're saying that you cliche a lot. Cool. Okay. Branham is the Nick Casario of the station. He's full of knowledge and gives a word salad as the answer. I don't know if I do that, Texter. I give good, definitive answers that are very easy to understand, that give good information every single time. Uh, this one came from Twitch, but I'm not sure which Twitcher. Blankers looking at bitter beer face commercials for more facial expressions. Okay. You just gave one. I did. <laughs> In yeah. response to that, to that Twitch. Yeah. You know, you don't want to talk well, about their the mother. Well, the beer is bitter here at Kobo's Q, so let's just go that route. <laughs> Maybe Branham should reach out to Jalen Green to help. He has experience working well with pouty teammates. Oh, I didn't even realize that one. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Comments? No, I'm taking enough of them today. Just keep rolling. Blankers is out researching more cliches to add to his repertoire. Probably the same listener. Probably. Twice, yeah, yeah, probably is. Which we appreciate you listening and sending in and interacting. Uh, don't ask Spencer to fight. He sucks at announcing. He probably sucks at helping out. All right. It's going to do it for us. Thanks so much to everybody for hanging out with us throughout the week. Thanks to Brian McDonald for doing all the hard work here on site engineering. Uh, Joe, hope you do some math problems and sharpen that skill over the weekend. But we thank you for your work today. Thanks to Raul here at Kobo's for the hospitality. Food was great. Congratulations to them. Two-year anniversary at Houston Sports Bar of the Year. He's blank. I'm Bradham. Have a great weekend, Houston. We'll talk to you on Monday. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.